0: Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices Podcast, where we chat digital transformation, challenges and opportunities across healthcare
1: and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks. All right, excited to have another special guest with us in this week's pod, and it's my friend, Tom Halsey. And we have so many connections. Uh, most of them good connections, but there's one or two that's not quite as good, but we'll, we'll get into that. We're going to really talk about digital health again from, from a patient point of view, but it, it's much more than that, and, and you'll catch a glimpse of that. And, and so, uh, Cindy, it just reminds me about the importance, because I think you'll hear a little bit about this from Tom and I, uh, about preventive maintenance when you're, with your health. So I know you're a really young and healthy person. How were you raised? Like, did you have annual physicals? Do you, do you always, like, make sure that you get all those things done? It's funny you asked that, Ed, because I was actually just having a conversation with a friend of mine where she was telling me I need to schedule an appointment to get a physical and some blood work done because I couldn't remember the last time I had done that. And I finally did, thankfully. But I was definitely raised that going to the doctor was mainly just for when you were feeling poorly and not just a reoccurring thing. But definitely trying to get into the habit of changing that mindset. Yeah, that that's good. I I I'm glad for your friend who's uh, gently nudging you that direction because it's really important. You'll hear a little bit maybe about about why that is. And so you know as. Um, as I think many people know, I'm writing a book with Chris Ross from the Mayo Clinic, and it's on consumer experience or patient member experience in healthcare. And really, one of the bottom lines, and I think you'll hear that from Tom, echoed from Tom a little bit, is that you have to take control of your experience. If you rely on someone else, if you rely on the system or someone else, it could fail you. So you really need to take control of your experience in healthcare. So, anyways, Look, Tom is a men's health champion. He's an author, he's an athlete. That's some of the things we have in common. We both have written books. Uh, we both have done Ironman, although Tom lets, lets many, many more than I than I have. Uh, expertise in, in cyber security. So we, we have uh, great things in common, but some things not so good in common. And I'll let Tom talk about that as uh, I allow him to introduce himself. But Tom, before you get to do your formal sort of introduction, we always ask two questions of all of our guests. The first one is, what's your favorite music? So maybe when you're running or biking, like if you listen to tunes, what, what's on your playlist?
0: Well, my favorite group of all time are, are the Beatles. And uh, my favorite Beatles song is Long and Winding Road, which kind of defines you know my, my life's journey, if you will. But, but I love the Beatles. I love uh, other uh, 60s and 70s uh, pop music, if you will, and also some country in there, too.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Now the Beatles, I, I don't know, I've never met anyone that didn't like the Beatles. You know, they were so informative uh, to many of us and depending on your age group, if not directly informative to us, it was informative to the groups and music that they listen to today. So that's cool. What about your life message? Do you have a personal passion, a life message, a mantra, some, some words that you live by?
0: Well, I really embraced, um, the words of, of Jackie Robinson, the first African-American to play ma- uh, major league baseball. And he said that a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. And I really have embraced that with some of these uh, health challenges and the perspective I now have on life. But my purpose really is to inspire uh, people to take action and be proactive with their health and by sharing by sharing my lived experiences.
1: Yeah. And you do that really, really well. I'm a big follower of yours on all sorts of social media. And you've really done so much for for men's health and truly a champion. So I'm so honored that you're here with us. So tell us your story. You can start way back or wherever you want and, and bring us up to up to date.
0: Well, it took me a long time in my life to really, I guess, yeah. to find my purpose or why. And it took really some health challenges that, that really uh, change Changed my uh, outlook and my my purpose. And my I'll start with really my you know I was I was uh, rocking along in, in my career. As you said earlier, I was a cybersecurity uh, consultant, um, and my my entire career had been in technology. But uh, I was in I thought I was in great health. I was uh, you know people always viewed me as being Mr. Fit and healthy. And then I was um, hit. I was blindsided, if you will, on my birthday in 2015 uh, when my urologist told me that uh, that I had prostate cancer, and that really rocked my world, and um, uh, and I, I had all the emotions that typically you have when you, you get a diagnosis like that. You know, I was overwhelmed. You know, I, I was angry. Uh, I almost felt like I was a fraud because people had always viewed me as being uh, very, fit and all. I was embarrassed, ashamed, all all the all the adjectives you can think of. And compounding my angst was the fact that I had just witnessed my best friend lose his life uh, to prostate cancer. He he battled it for four years and it was absolutely gut-wrenching. And at that point I literally, you know, I I really withdrew. Uh, I kept kept everything bottled up inside of me. And of course there's a lot of lessons learned from that. In hindsight but i kept everything bottled up inside of me and i was like a uh, a typical man uh i didn't want to i didn't want to talk about it um um and because and primarily because of the personal nature of, of prostate cancer but um uh i was again i was diagnosed on my birthday um and then it took me over a year before I finally started to tell people about what uh, what I was going through, and and it was through the encour with the encouragement of my wife who suggested, why don't you write a blog, and if you impact one person in this world, just think how that would make you feel, and the first response I got back was from a, a gentleman in New Zealand. I had given him hope and inspiration uh, with my blog, and then it just kind of uh, mushroomed from there, and. Um, and all of a sudden, this was something almost bigger than me. But for me, though, it was just so therapeutic to write about it because I kept everything uh, bottled up inside. Um, uh, but but through the encouragement of a friend, though, I I uh, I am. He said he reminded me that I'm a, that you know you've done the Ironman, and the Ironman motto is anything is possible. You Tom, you need to remember that, and uh, uh, you need to set goals for yourself to get beyond these dark days you're in right now. And that's really when I shifted my, uh, my mindset and I decided to, again, I what uh, tr- can I do what can I do to, what can I do to uh, help make the world a better place? And uh, at the same time, I discovered uh, uh, zero, the end of prostate cancer that's a charity that I'm part of. I fundraised for zero and I, um, and I raced at, at Iron Man Lake Placid, Iron Man Lake Placid, and walking my daughter down the aisle with my long-term goals in 2016 and I achieved both those and from there it, it kept going. I was asked, invited to go to the Ironman World Championship in, in Kona, Hawaii um, and again it was just so rewarding. I got to speak there and share my story. Um, and, but from there, I started becoming more engaged in, in other areas, including advocacy, uh, which I can talk about in a minute. But, uh, but seven months after uh, I crossed the finish line in Kona, Hawaii, um, I was diagnosed with severe coronary artery disease. And uh, again, it was, that, that was a, a shock in itself. And, and, and another, another one of my lessons learned about listening to your body because my first cardiologist that I went to was looking at me and he totally dismissed me. He he just thought I was having an issue with my shoulder or whatever from some shoulder surgery I had. And but totally dismissed me, and I and I knew something was wrong. And so I ended up changing cardiologist and I and I was diagnosed with this severe coronary artery, I can't say coronary artery disease. And um, uh, ended up having um, uh, a, a couple of stents put in uh, in my heart. And um, cha- actually, even though I was eating well, I really uh, uh, dialed in on, on my diet after that because, as the doctor said, I was doing everything right in my life. You know, I'm active, I ate right, and everything. Um, but the one thing you can't control, though, is who your parents are. And um, so it was a lot, had a lot to do with genetics um fast forward another 11 months though i started ex- having the same experience again though i was experiencing something going on uh in my chest when i was exerting myself and uh i went in to the hospital and they ended up putting three more stents in my heart and while i was on the table um, i had uh i had a heart attack so um so, again, another, you know, uh, another, another curveball of life was thrown at me. And uh, so there I was. But uh, anyway, and then coming forward now to this year, uh, I was diagnosed with severe carotid artery stenosis. And uh, I had to have a carotid endarterectomy back in uh, March of this year. So basically, I've had three uh, life challenging events. And again, it's really give, uh, given me a wonderful perspective on life and uh, each day is a blessing, if you will. And today I'm, you know, I, I'm doing advocacy and I'm mentoring uh, men that are newly diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer and um, and several other things, including the book you mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a, uh you've taken a lot, but you've been very, very resilient and a model for, for many others. So, and I can appreciate it. I can relate to a lot what you speak about. So, you know, you have had a lot of interactions recently in the last few years with uh, healthcare. Can you take, tell us a little bit about your patient experience and, and, you know, our audience is largely like chief digital officers and people around patient experience and some technology people, you know, I, I think it would be listening for, is there anything that we could do from a technology point of view from a digital or experience point of view to make your journey even better. Obviously, you have good outcomes, but you know anything that you could share with us might help us. You know, for future patients. Um,
0: one thing I uh, well, one thing that that, is, that I think is new out there that's really making a difference is uh, uh, precision diagnostics and treatment. Um, and there and and there's a there's a really a paradigm shift today in the way can't the way cancers are are treated, you know, they're uh, they're based on the tumor genetics rather than on the site of of the origin in the body. And and this new um, site agnostic oncology therapy uh, just isn't specific, uh, again, to a cancer in a specific part of the body, uh, such as breast or colon cancer. And tumor genetics, not the site of the origin, is the future. And this is really leaps and bounds when you think about it in in uh, scientific discovery happening in our lifetime, and it really is quite astounding to think that uh, we just began sequencing the the, the human genome around two, thousand three, and now that we can do now that we can uh, get do this level of sequencing for for a tumor for a fraction of the cost and 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 the time. I'm hoping this will lead to eradication of all cancers in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, it is remarkable some of the advancements that have been done. So, let's talk a little bit about your your book. So, tell us about your book and what you you know what your purpose was in writing it, and what encouragement do you have for you know for both male and female listeners.
0: The book uh, I've actually written two books, and the first book was um, uh, um, how do I say this? It, it, I, w- I was a newbie when it came to writing books. You know, writing blogs is one thing, but when you write a book, that takes it to a whole, a whole another level. For and sure. um, but I was encouraged by a lot of people. Said you ought to r- share your story. You know, put it in a book because you're, it's so inspiring, and you're giving people hope. And so I, so I authored authored my first book in in 2018, and um, and all all the net proceeds are going back to uh, cancer research. But uh, but the book is about um, about mindset really, and and it's built around my cancer journey. Um, uh, But but mindset is so key when you. when it comes to anything in life, and I really did embrace what I call a winning mindset. Some people may call it a growth mindset, but it, but I, I really embraced that winning mindset when I had that mindset shift back in uh, in two thousand fifteen. And I talk about the components of of my winning mindset in that book, and how it can how it can be applied to your everyday life everyday life when you when we're, you're facing challenges. And I also, too, I compare it to, to the Iron Man. And for those in the audience that aren't familiar with the Iron Man, the Iron Man is a 2.4-mile swim followed by a 112-mile bike followed by a 26.2-marathon all in one day. And, um, and Iron Man really is a metaphor for life because it, uh, it's, it's, that's, that's a long day, what I just described. And there, there are a lot of ups and downs in, in, in that long day. And just like in life, there, you're, there's ups and downs. And how you deal with adversity really is what uh, defines you. And uh, so I draw a lot of parallels there in my book. And my second book, which I just recently released, uh, really builds on the, on, the, on the first book. But it also includes uh, uh, my journey with uh, my cardiovascular uh, issues and uh, I had input from some of the top uh, oncologists and um, cardiologists uh, in in the country with my book. Uh, the forward was written by uh, Dr. Ken Cooper, who is the father of aerobics. Uh, I'm Just so honored that that he uh, he that he wrote the forward for it. I mean, we're all active today because of Dr. Cooper, and in yeah. fact, my father got into the jogging boom back in the sixties uh, when he wrote his first book aerobics and it hit the dictionary <clears throat> the dictionary definition of aerobics is written by uh, uh, dr cooper um, but i'm hoping my book though bottom line it is: i hope that my book will inspire and give hope to people uh... that are dealing with challenges in their life and not not just men but, but women too and uh... And best of all, though, the net proceeds are going back to uh, medical research.
1: Yeah. So you can find, we can find your books, Tom, on Amazon. Yes, sir. That's that's a good place. And Halsey is H-U-L-S-E-Y. So Tom Halsey, which you'll see also on the cover of our podcast, in case you forget. And I would really encourage you to go out and purchase those books, not only to learn, but also it it is for a great cause. And you're right. you, You talk in the book about the same thing that, uh, Chris and I have discovered when we're writing our book in terms of what really makes a huge difference is not only becoming your own self-advocate, but also being resilient. You know, the resiliency that you're describing uh, is really key in that winning mindset. So it's your ability to uh, take on challenges that come that are unforeseen and and to work through them, like in the Ironman. So you've done 11, I think, right? 11 yes. Ironman races? Yes. Yeah, so that... So I pale in comparison to how many you have done, but um, <laughs> I know that during the Ironman stuff happens all the time and it's your ability to be resilient uh, to get to always- through it, flat tire or what have you, and, and you just, you get to the finish line if you keep at it. So uh, no, that's really good. What are can, can you perhaps come up with any thoughts around what we could do to make the experience better as a patient? You know, we talked earlier about how precision diagnosis is really making a huge difference. Is there any anything in your experience as a patient that we could apply other technologies to um, to make it more seamless?
0: Um, well, in my I had two very different experiences, if you will, from my uh, uh, with my prostate cancer surgery and uh, my my heart uh, or cardiovascular issues and um, and I think a lot of it had to do with with the hospital and all because the and this this is I'm not sure this is a, a technology answer or not it but but um, but when I when I went in for my cancer surgery uh, the nurse that greeted me uh, asked me how I was doing and and I said well I'm, you know I'm Kind of nervous, you know, I, what I was getting ready to go into, and I just politely asked her how she was doing, and she responded back, "Well, I'm doing a lot better than you are," mm. and um, um, so there, there, the empathy just wasn't yeah. there uh, on the team that uh, that was taking care of me that day uh, in the hospital. I mean, to start off with a statement like that, and of course. I think my blood pressure went through the roof when she, when she told me that. I was already on edge, if you will. Um, but now on the cardiovascular side of things, though, it was, it was the complete opposite. The 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 empathy for the human being that, that's sitting there uh, or laying there in the bed—it was just totally, uh, totally different. But I think to uh, to answer your question, though, maybe teaching some of the doctors and and the staff, you know have empathy for that per that's a person you're you're dealing with and it's not just a uh, a number if you will
1: yeah that's a really good point not everything has a tech answer I definitely embrace that for sure it, it does come down oftentimes to to people and and it's hard you could have the best technology the best systems you know that enable a great experience and the clinicians and all that but if you have a few people who don't understand empathy, don't understand the importance of the experience for both the patient and family and caregivers, other caregivers, uh, it can ruin the whole thing. So that's, that's another reason why, and we're not here to pitch Tom's book, but I get to ask that question all the time, Tom, is how, how do you teach uh, empathy? How, you know, I always say, well, it's, it's hard to teach. It's really caught more than taught, but one way that you can learn a little bit about it from an academic point of view is read other people's stories or watch documentaries, but certainly reading other people's stories, and understanding sort of how they feel. So if you and hopefully, you know, no one has to go through such extreme experiences as you and I have gone through. But but if you haven't to understand someone else's story to walk in and sometimes a book is helpful, sometimes a movie is helpful. Uh, But or ask people questions others that that you know, ask them about their journey. And that, that sometimes helps to build that sort of empathy. And yeah, I could go on and on about that, but uh, we'll, co- we'll cover that uh, at some other time. So, what is your admonition, I guess, Tom, to, to others about their health, like being a, a men's health champion, but health champion in general for, for others in the audience, you know, what are one or two things that you would like to leave with with individuals who are listening today that maybe are a little bit casual, like they're, like they're uh, unbeatable. Like they're like you and I were when we were both super fit, eating healthy, exercising, mm-hmm. doing Ironman, and bam. So, what what would you say to those people that think you know aren't thinking too much about their own health today?
0: Well, first of all, when I talk to uh, younger people, and that, and when I find younger people, I'm talking about in their twenties and thirties, I say you've got you know you've got you've got it, what you do to you, what you do to your body in your twenties and thirties whether it's good or bad, is going to impact you uh, the rest of your life. And, um, and, and in my case, you know, I was taking care of my body. So I was, that, that's what really, I think, helped me get through uh, the challenges I've had because I did take care of my body when I was in my 20s and 30s. Um, but uh, really the takeaways, I guess, if you will, are, are you've got to listen to your body and to be proactive w- with your own health and early detection with so many diseases is key and I refer to both cardiovascular disease and cancer, specifically prostate cancer, as silent killers because both both those both of these diseases typically uh, do not present uh, side effects, if you will, until it's really, you know, progressed to a, a later stage and so you, uh, and that's why, again, why I call them the silent killers um, and of course, when you when you're further down the the line as far as uh, the progression of the dis- disease, it limits your options and reduces your chances of uh, of uh, a quality, well, of actually living, and, and or at the very least, having a quality of life. So, let, you know, really listen to your body and be proactive. And as you know, again, my I thought uh, the example I gave a, f- a few minutes ago about my first cardiologist you know I didn't take no for an answer but I uh, because you again I knew something was wrong and um, and and get and get checked on on a regular basis you know unfortunately the numbers for uh, uh, for prostate cancer and cardiovascular disease are not trending in the right direction right now and um, and for example Three years ago, a man died every 18 minutes from prostate cancer. Uh, today, it's, it's down to 50, a man dies every 15 minutes. And there's a lot of issues that are going on there. Uh, and one of the issues that we're addressing at, at zero and and COVID really made this uh, uh, really amplified. This is though is is uh, eliminating racial disparities in healthcare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, I want to double down on, on one thing you said, you know, you, you just gave three or four things that everyone should do, which is really good. And, and one thing I want to double down on, because I think sometimes people don't push hard enough. And that is you, your cardiologist, your first one said, Oh, don't worry about it. It's you know, related to your shoulder. But you said, no, you, you, you kept pushing and, and, you know, I didn't, I I was sort of complacent because it was the words I wanted to hear from my doctor. Hey, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, you're your uh, PSA score is going up, but you know, nothing to be concerned about. And I I wanted to hear that, I I like that answer. So I went with it for a couple of years, you know, and finally my wife, she's like, hell no, this is, no. So she got got in cahoots with another doctor and the two of them sort of forced me to go seek uh, this alternative care. And sure enough, you know, I was at level seven already. So um, it's really important to, to take control, not always take, uh, the first answer you get as gospel. So, wow, we covered and, a lot I, of ground I, here. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if,
0: if I had listened to that first cardiologist, I would not be sitting here right now. I would, I would have, uh, had, had a heart attack sitting on the couch watching TV or, or eating dinner or whatever. And so yeah. I, I'm so, so thankful that I, uh,
1: really did. Uh, I was proactive and kept pushing. Yeah. No, we're glad you did. Tom, we covered a lot of area, a lot of ground. It's been fun. We could talk for another couple hours just on Iron Man, which is what I'd love <laughs> to do someday. Uh, but, you know, is there is there an area that we missed or perhaps an area you want to double down on? You, you have the final word. Well, I think I,
0: I actually think in my last answer, I, I maybe <laughs> gave you too long an answer there. And I think I pretty much encompassed it, it there as far as, you know, be you know again, just being uh, you got to be proactive with your health and uh, uh, getting checked on an annual basis. Um, uh, I've I've talked to so many men, uh, you know they don't they they don't understand what uh, the what prostate can, what the prostate is and what prostate cancer is, and uh, uh, so as, as an example, I talk about getting checked uh, in the early detection. Uh, the widow of my great friend who lost his life just prior to my own diagnosis will tell you he skipped a year in getting his PSA checked. And that's what ultimately killed him. And I'm mentoring some men now that uh, had, had skipped last year because of COVID. Of course, this goes with a lot and a lot of yeah. uh, basic health care, but they skipped getting their uh, uh, their PSA checked. And uh, and now they're uh, in. in pretty tough place right now, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially for Ben, you know, the PSA test, it's just part of your blood test, blood test panel at your annual physical, like no big deal. So there's no reason to ever skip it. And I've heard so many stories like that. Uh, people skip a year, oh, it's just one year, no big deal. And that happens to be the year. So we just, both Tom and I just encourage our listeners, I know this is Digital Voices and all things about experience and human-centered design. And, great things that we can do with technology to enable you know these sort of experiences but at the end of the day you know it's up to each of us and we have to own our health and we have to be proactive so we just encourage you as both survivors cancer survivors uh, heart failure type survivors to to go get checked eat right live well exercise thanks everyone we'll chat again next week
0: thank you ed Hi, this is John Lynn from the Healthcare IT Today podcast. If you like the latest rumors, insights, and happenings in healthcare IT, you'll enjoy hearing my colleague Colin Hung and myself debate and share the latest happenings from the world of healthcare IT. Find the latest episodes or dig into our archive at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application or YouTube. When it comes to healthcare technology, we love this stuff. And we can't wait to have you join in on the discussion of everything health IT. Thank you for listening to Digital Voices Podcast with Ed Marks. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your preferred streaming service and leave a rating and review. And most importantly, thanks again for listening.